1: For all, NBA. For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin.
0: What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. We here, two wins in a row. Yes, it is at home. We know it's at home. We don't need to hear about what they do at home versus on the road. We just gonna take these victories and celebrate them when they come. <laughs> Anytime, we just gonna believe that the road victories are coming and they'll string it together because they say all the right things and then, you know. So they won one day at a time, one game at a time. So we here. The vibes are for sure, for sure, for sure up So Where we at? What are we at on the vibe scale, Justin?
1: Whenever you beat a Chris Paul-led team, gotta be at least a nine. So we're going to go nine and a half. Yeah? Um, okay. We're going to go nine and a half. We're going to go nine and a half. Chris I'm Paul. I'm with it. Yeah.
0: Was Steph, like, talking some shit to Chris Paul?
1: He was, like, and I love it. I love it. They show it. like
0: a little part where his mouth, and so it's like, this ain't 2014 no more or something like that. Why are we bring back to 2014 yeah. though? Like Steph, you've been better than him now for years.
1: Yeah, I think that particular play, he just bullied Chris Paul to the rim and just put him in a basket. So he's I think he was saying, like, I'm not frail like I was in 2014 no more. Like, you're not stronger than me anymore, pretty much. Um, I love, I love it.
0: when we get that version of stuff.
1: right Chris Paul brings it out of him always always it takes me back to that kick me off the court again yeah 2019 yeah love it
0: you think he'd learn you think he'd learn but apparently not (laughs) Justin he has not learned but what did we learn tonight that uh Clay Thompson is still a bad man I mean we already knew that but killer killer I mean is that do you think that's the reason? Not that, like, I mean, I thought Steph was still like very good tonight, but I feel like when he sort of sees it's one of those clay nights and clay is going off, he just kind of like, all right, I don't need to like do as much tonight. And he just lets clay it's like, is that what you saw?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like Clay was hitting some crazy shots in the first half, heavily contested fadeaway threes and stuff like that. And Steph was like, all right, I'll just pick my spots, which is what, you know, a superstar is supposed to do. Like if you need him to go superhero mode, then he can do it. But if he has someone else who's stepping up and it's their night, then he was letting clay do what clay does in the second half. He was a little bit more aggressive. And Jordan was a little bit more aggressive in the second half too, because they were not really letting clay get his stuff off in the second half. Um, And that's, yeah, that's exactly what I saw from Steph.
0: I'm sure that had to feel good for Clay though because Devin Booker has sort of like gotten the best of him in the last few matchups. So, and, I mean, like Book mm-hmm. still had a a pretty good night but like Clay was better, even if it was only for the first half, he was
1: better. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the gap in the first half was so big that it it, it lasted the whole game, it's cool.
0: <laughs> um great win, you know, like, I mean, I think, I think it always makes us feel good. Obviously wins always feel good, but it's sort of like, it's unavoidable, but like that story of the season, they come home, they play well, and then we're feeling good. Get a couple wins in a row or a few wins in the road and they go on the road. So, I mean, like I said, we're going to remain high about this and get into that later, but you know, the third quarter, and I don't know, maybe it's to be expected that you sort of take your foot off of the gas, but they were up by a lot, almost 30 points. Should the Suns have been able to get back that close in the game? And does it worry you at all?
1: It doesn't worry me because they were literally just playing with their food in that quarter. Um Then the Suns it was one of those situations where the Suns were just playing a lot harder than the Warriors. Um, And on a night like this, where they had a a really tough win a few nights before, and, you know, they're just kind of riding the wave of of clay in the first half, you know, you can't expect them to play perfect basketball all the way through. So I'm not necessarily worried long-term, but, you know, they definitely shouldn't have gotten within, they got to three. That was just bad. It was just, Open layup after open layup, um, the refs got into it a little bit where they were just kind of giving the Suns a lot of calls that could have went either way um, and allowed the Suns to get some free throws going, some momentum. And then, um, you know, it was good to see the Warriors kind of get back on the the horse at the end of the third and push the lead back up to double digits before the fourth quarter. So that is more encouraging than uh, than the other aspect of it is being worrying, you know, so. It happens sometimes, but it was just it was just a bad stretch of basketball for them defensively, and that's the main that's the main thing.
0: Yeah, you mentioned like you know after you know a gritty tough game they played like the other night. Um, you know who was not a fan of that uh game they played the other night? Our friend Hollinger. Here's a little snippet of something he wrote about the Dubs. <laughs> What do the defending champs do when they get Steph Curry? Why, of course, they lose to the Lakers and Thunder and get blown out by the defamed Grizzlies and then puff their chest out because they scraped by the Bucks without Giannis. While we're here, the best way to prove somebody isn't a rival is definitely by dedicating an entire podcast episode to talking about them. Okay. He didn't spend the whole episode talking about him. But that being said, what is wrong with this man? Like, why is he so obsessed with the Warriors?
1: Who isn't obsessed with the Warriors? That, yeah. I mean, can you imagine actually
0: taking the time to write that?
1: (laughs) I couldn't. But John Hollinger, he just, you know, he has his, he has his feelings for the Warriors and he doesn't hide them. And that's just, it is what it is. That, That guy, he's yeah funny guy
0: talk about incapable of any objectivity people think i'm bad Woo. <laughs> Woo, Justin.
1: we see it all the time wow. we try to point it out and they they say we got the the homer glasses on and it's, it's clear agendas out there in the in in media all over the place so yeah, you know people sure. it, people know when they see it for sure
0: Um, well, shout out to Jordan Poole. He made you tweet. <laughs> you said it's an exhilarating experience with Poole. What did you mean by that, justin?
1: yeah it's it's a roller coaster. It's up and down. the highs are extremely high. the lows are extremely low um and it's rarely just smooth sailing. It's one or the other always, and you know he's a he's a young player. he's starting to get back into what is going to be his consistent role from this point going forward. Hopefully, you know, Steph and Clay both stay healthy and it kind of locks those three into their roles. But, you know, he'll have a few possessions where he just throwing passes that don't seem to be going to anybody um, other than the other team or out of bounds. And then he'll have a few possessions where he just hits 30-foot bomb, you know, just off a catch. And he'll have a possession where he just goes straight into the the rim and – takes the bump and lays it in he'll have a possession where he gets a shot thrown completely off the glass so like I said high highs low lows um extremely high variance player but he plays a, a high variance play style so that's kind of what it's going to be and you just hope that over time he can just settle into his his game a little bit more like Steph did whereas like that there's not as much variance right his floor is elevated to a certain level um consistently and, you know, it's just it's just going to come with time because he's still really young.
0: Yeah. Well, shout out to him, though, because he was pretty big in the second half. And um Warriors got the W. Shout out again to Klay Thompson, 38 points in the victory tonight. Is there any any other players that stood out to you tonight?
1: Um, you know, Draymond does his typical stuff on defense. He was kind of all over the place, two steals, three blocks. Andre was huge defensively as well um, against those second units. Um, Quick hands still. he had. (laughs) It's funny. I was talking to um, our guy Jeremiah about a layup that Andre had in the middle of the game, and I was telling him Andre is good for one layup every year where he's not even looking at the rim. He just kind of like just threw it up looking down at the ground. Um, He had a reverse dunk today, so he kind of turned the clock back today it was good to see andre without being sore or
0: hurt afterwards the question is what does the report say tomorrow that's really the question
1: exactly exactly because every time he does some
0: like thing where you're like oh that's vintage andre the next day we hear reports like
1: (laughs) on the
0: it's like (laughs) bro don't do that stuff if that's what it's gonna cause seriously
1: no really really but yeah, I think Andre got good minutes. Moody had good minutes. He was tasked with being the one in a of one against Devin Booker. Um, you know, he had a nice dunk on B- on Biombo early in the game. So I think he's coming along too. But obviously when all the guys come back, he probably won't be in the rotation. But it's just, you know, a testament to his maturity that he stays ready, even given, you know, that his young career so far hasn't gone probably the way he wants to. But uh, he's just still chugging along. So shout out to Moody.
0: What are your thoughts on them throwing those kind of coverages at Booker tonight?
1: I think it was warranted. He was cooking anybody that was in front of him. I mean, he was scoring a lot in transition, too, and off of screens. But sometimes you got to do that, especially in the regular season. Over the course of a playoff series, when you got all your guys healthy, I think they'll go to a more traditional coverage and just say, hey, you're going to have to cook our our best guys and just see Mm -hmm. how it goes. But in the regular season, I think they should just try to rack up wins as any However kind of way they can. They can. Yeah. Um, so and I think they they did a good job of that today. So hopefully they can keep it going forward. They got five road games coming up.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yes, the road games. Well, look, um, this sort of sounds like a good point for us to transition. Um I'm really happy about the win tonight. It may not sound like it, but guys, man, these games where it's late, it's it's after one in the morning on the East Coast. So it's, it's long days for me and Justin, man. It's long days, but definitely thrilled. Definitely, definitely thrilled. Um, the Warriors are now two losses behind the Suns. I really say three because they own the tiebreaker but you know definitely definitely a good way to finish up this little mini homestand before they go on the road hopefully hopefully this time they really will take it and 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 go onto the road and get some actual wins hopefully no more road records that are like winless so (laughs) there's a number of games in here so they they gotta get some so yeah Shout out to the squad, but let, let's move on from the games tonight.